You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing digital dentures, a new era in dentures influenced by digital technology. Our guest is Dr. Faraj Edher, a specialist in prosthodontics and the director of the Digital Dentistry Institute, a global educational organization that conducts comprehensive training programs in digital dentistry and implant dentistry. Dr. Edher is also a clinical assistant professor and guest lecturer at the University of British Columbia and has numerous publications in areas such as digital dentistry and dental implants. Dr. Edher, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Oh, the pleasure is mine, Phil. Thanks for having me. So pretty important topic, dentures. Um, many of us have learned how to do dentures the traditional way in dental school, and some of us have carried that technique on, I'm sure, throughout their entire professional career. But we're hearing more now about digital technology and how it impacts dentures. So how has dentistry been most impacted by digital technology? That's a great question. The If you think about it, when we talk about digital technology in general, or you know, more commonly we hear digital dentistry, it's really the application of technology in what we do in dentistry. And technology has affected every aspect of what we do. So if we think about it, you know, it's, uh, it starts early on in the process where how we market to our patients or how we convey the services that we do to our patients. And then scheduling, we use technology in that. And then once the patients come in, we use it in the consultation. There's digital photographs. We have cone beam CTs. We've replaced impressions with digital impressions. And then throughout the treatment process, we're milling, we're 3D printing. So digital technology has really affected every aspect of what we do in dentistry. And as far as dentures go, you're going to be talking about how digital technology has affected dentures and how it's kind of changed the course in the denture process from the beginning, diagnostic, all the way to delivery. Yeah. So as a prosthodontist, I've obviously been trained to do dentures in the conventional form. And the way the way my training background was, we, we kind of understood dentures as really a guideline for a lot of different treatments. So once you kind of understand the basic fundamentals of dentures, where to set teeth, it not only helps you in making dentures, but it also helps you, you know, when you're doing full mouth reconstructions on teeth or full mouth reconstructions on implants or even veneer cases when we start to think of incisal edge positions. So I've, I've certainly done dentures and been trained to do dentures in the conventional way, but I've never enjoyed doing them. And I think that's a very common thing just because of how tedious they are, the different steps that are involved. And when we start to talk about the applications of digital technology for us to make digital dentures, that's where it's been a game changer for me personally, because it's really taken the nice part of making dentures, which is creating a smile, creating teeth, and taken away a lot of the difficult aspects, which are the multiple appointments, going back and forth with the lab, having to play around with wax and that side of things. What would you say is the biggest differentiating factor between digital dentures and the traditional method of fabricating the denture? There, there are several aspects to you know, why digital dentures have been so impactful in, in what it is that we do. They're definitely, and we'll get into this, but they're definitely you know, stronger. They're definitely more efficient. But when it comes to any sort of digital technology, there's really two things that have made the biggest impact out of everything else that we do. And that's improving our communication 
And that's something that digital dentures have been able to do. Not only my communication with my patient, where I'm able to start to apply things like smile design and be able to, you know, do things like augmented reality, uh, where I'm able to show them their smile before we even do anything. So virtual try-ins for, for, for easier explanation. Um, but it's also significantly enhanced my communication with the lab. And that's the big deal when it comes to dentures. Because as we all know, with dentures, there's so much back and forth with the lab. I'm taking my preliminary impressions, sending them to the lab. They're making me custom trays. I'm taking final impressions and then wax rims. We're sending information back and forth constantly. Being able to do that digitally is really where we've been able to take the conventional, you know, five, six, seven appointment dentures and bring them down to two to three appointments, which is on average what I do when I'm fabricating new dentures using a digital method. So it's that aspect of the communication that allows for the efficiency and predictability. But then the real, um, another big change has been in the materials that we use. So with digital dentures, whether we're still taking conventional impressions, which I do all the time, or using an intraoral scanner, which I do as well. At the end of the day, what's really um, what really identifies a digital denture as a digital denture is the fact that it's designed on a computer, designed on software, and then it's usually either milled or 3D printed. In today's world, I mill almost all of my dentures. And what that gives us is instead of having processed polymerized acrylic, we're now dealing with completely processed acrylic that's then milled, which means there's a lot less porosity, which means that it's stronger. It means that because of that reduction in porosity, there's less room for bacteria or candida to harbor on it. So it's a lot more cleansable for the patient. And they also fit a lot better. And there's a lot of evidence now that shows us that digital dentures following a digital protocol actually adapt better to the soft tissue or the mucosa and the anatomy of the patient compared to the conventional technique because of the fact that there's no polymerization shrinkage. We're milling the denture to fit precisely on what we've captured. And whether we've captured that with a conventional impression or a digital impression isn't necessarily the most important point, but it's what we do after that once we've captured that anatomy. So for those dentists that don't do the kind of quantity of denture cases in their office and they may not want to have a milling machine in-house, they still can get the benefits of doing digital dentures without having the milling machine, correct? You don't necessarily have to have a mill for you to do the digital denture workflow. So you can work with labs that have mills. Um, I'm lucky enough to have an in-house lab where we have the PM7 mill. So we get to do all this in-house and there's a lot more control. Um, but if I was working with an external lab, they'd be able, they'd either have a mill or they would outsource to a milling machine where you could still get the benefit of digital dentures. The alternative to milling digital dentures is to 3D print them. And in my opinion, that's something that's certainly improving very rapidly in today's world. Um, in my opinion, we're still not quite there yet with 3D printed dentures. I think we will be very soon. But the problem with 3D printed dentures today is that they've been very brittle. And that's just because of the resins and the materials that are being used in 3D printing in comparison to a, you know, a PMMA acrylic puck that's then being milled. That acrylic that's being milled essentially becomes more comfortable for the patient just because of the fact that it's got a better fit. Is that what you mentioned earlier? Yeah, it's got the better fit. That's something that's been shown evidence-based um, time and time again. Uh, it's a lot less porous. 
So that means that it's a lot easier to clean over in the long term. It's less likely to harbor candidal infections and things like that. Um, and then another thing is that it's also a lot stronger. And that may not be that significant for dentures, just conventional dentures, you know, that, that the patient's wearing when they're edentulous. Um, but if you're starting to get into implant retained or implant supported dentures, we know that one of the major complications, especially in the provisional phase, was always that things chip, teeth break, etc. I've seen a significant reduction in that because of that switch to digital dentures, because of the fact that they're much stronger. We're seeing a lot less breakage. We're seeing a lot less chipping, a lot, a lot less fracturing uh, when we're including implants in the mix. The other aspect that's really, truly a great benefit to everyone involved is the fact that this is all now saved on a computer. So let's imagine that in a conventional world, you know, you go through all the steps and you create a denture. And let's say, you know, this patient, uh, John, it's his first denture. He's not used to it. And for some reason, he forgot to put it away at night and his dog got to it and bit the denture and it broke. Right? That's something that actually happens more often than we'd imagine. So John calls the office a week after getting that denture and says, oh, my God, that new denture you just made me, it broke. My dog got to it. You know, in our conventional world, the only thing we can do is be like, okay, well, you have to come back and we're pretty much starting over. We may have some models we'll be able to use, but other than that, we're having to go through the process all over again. Whereas the beauty of digital dentures is all of this is saved on software. When John calls our office and says, I broke my denture, I lost my denture, whatever it is, all I have to do is ask the lab to press a few buttons on their computer and they've now duplicated and milled that exact same denture to me again. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty significant thing when you think of the long-term implications of that for patients that lose their dentures or break their dentures or for any reason, reason need, need a denture remade. Yeah, now this remake period, what's the time frame where having just that button being pushed, having it make another one, isn't there a time frame where if it's four years ago, what's the yeah. cutoff point? Truly only depends on one thing, which is has the soft tissue and the anatomy and the underlying structures changed? Have they changed over that period of time? So a patient that's been edentulous for 15 years and then I make them that um, I make them their new denture. If they come back in a year, I don't suspect that there's been that much change because they've been edentulous for 15 years. As opposed to if someone comes in and they've recently lost their teeth and this is their very first denture, we're more likely to see significant changes then. That yeah. being said, you're still able to press the button and mill a new denture. The only thing that means is you'll have to reline that denture to make sure that it's now correctly and accurately adapted to the new anatomy and extensions and so on. Yeah. So based on what you're saying, there's no question that digital dentures, the way you describe it, is just a tremendous advantage over the traditional way. What's the return on investment for a dentist on this? And give the two options. One would be to send it out to a lab that at this point mills it. The other option would be to do it in-house in the office, milling it like you do. And the other part of that question is, how many denture cases does a dentist need to do where it makes sense for them to uh, actually have something in-house if they decided to go that way? Yeah, so th that's a great question. I would say to the first part of your question where you don't necessarily, let's say you're not looking into building an in-house lab or, or purchasing a, um, a milling machine. Switching over to a digital workflow for dentures and working with your lab who will have their own protocols and they'll have their ability to outsource for milling, that's a no-brainer in my opinion. It honestly, to me, 
makes very little sense why we would remain to follow a conventional denture workflow, considering that we can still take impressions. I'm not saying you have to have an intraoral scanner. You can still take PVS impressions. But the ability to go through the CAD-CAM process, so computer-aided design, computer-aided manufacturing, brings so much benefit to the lab, to the clinician, and to the patient that the only reason not to do it would really be the fact that it's just what we're used to. And that's usually not a very good reason to not start to do something. But the, the nice thing about the digital denture workflow is that you don't necessarily have to change much of what you're used to doing. You can still take your PVS impression and border mold. The lab will then send you a 3D printed or milled try-in. You can still make changes on that try-in using your burrs, using a marker, using a flowable. You can still make those changes, send it back to the lab. So our side as clinicians doesn't necessarily have to drastically change but the actual fabrication process and the planning process becomes so much more efficient. So if, if we're just talking about digital dentures, it's a no-brainer to jump on board that train. In the sense of, is it worthwhile and what's the return on investment in actually purchasing a milling machine? That very much depends on what you're doing. Because one thing to keep in mind is the PM7 milling machine, for example, that we use in our office. We don't only use that to mill dentures. We use that to mill crowns, we use that to mill inlays, we use that to mill veneers, we use that to mill onlays, we use that to mill bars. So we really use it to actually mill and fabricate all sorts of restorations. And in a group practice like ours, where we have six or seven clinicians, it makes a lot of sense to do something like that. And who makes that milling um, machine? That's Ivoclar. So Ivoclar's PM7. So what I typically use on a day-to-day -day basis is the Ivoclar digital denture system which is why we use the PM7 mill. And the Ivoclar digital denture system is compatible and you can design it using three shapes design software, which is the most commonly used design software in labs in today's world. So that sort of integration has been a game changer uh, because of the fact that we're able to do everything using one workflow and um, and provide that service to our patient in a way that we previously would have never been able to do. So just out of curiosity, how many dentists do you think are literally not using any form of digital technology in dentures? That's my first question. And are they teaching digital dentistry related to denture fabrication in dental school at this time? Yeah, those are those are great questions. They're things I think about all the time, given my involvement in education as a director of the Digital Dentistry Institute. And I also teach at the University of British Columbia here in Vancouver. And the fact of the matter is, I would say probably less than 10% of dentures made in today's world are digital dentures. So the vast, vast majority are still utilizing conventional techniques. And that's for two reasons. One is exactly what you alluded to, which is training. And number two is just the communication with the lab. So it really requires a team effort to start to implement these new technologies. And once you look into them, you realize that there's really not a lot that you have to do or change on your end. Um, and like I said, you're still able to follow the regular steps you follow. In terms of education, we're starting to implement more and more digital technology in dental schools. Um, whether it's in the undergraduate dental school programs or in the graduate specialization programs. Uh, it usually starts with things like intraoral scanning. What we do at the University of British Columbia is we've started to implement workshops on digital dentures so that 
the future dentists that leave that school aren't, they're still trained completely on conventional dentures. Because again, like I said, you get so much of the fundamentals and basics from conventional digital dentures. But they're also aware of what the possibilities of digital dentures are, which make it a lot easier for them to transition to digital dentures once they're out in practice and starting to uh, fabricate dentures for their patients. Very well said. What are we looking at down the road? And you kind of answered that question. You're saying there's 10% penetration now. So obviously there's a lot of opportunity for dentists to move into digital dentures as we move forward. So what are we looking at ahead and what excites you the most about the future of digital dentures? Well, what excites me the most is the potential to build and improve on the digital dentures that we have today. And we're already seeing that in two areas, in my opinion. One is an application called IvoSmile. It's also by IvoClar. That's the first application of augmented reality in dentistry. And it integrates beautifully with what I use on a day-to-day basis with digital dentures and, and, and designing, like I said, using 3Shape and so on. So what's IvoSmile? It's something, the technology we're all aware of, if you know when you're on your phone and you're using your selfie camera, you know how there's applications that can add, um, you know, dog ears or sunglasses to your face and things like that. That technology is augmented reality, and IvoSmile is the first application of that technology in dentistry. So instead of adding those things to your face, you're adding a smile, and the patient's looking at their face like they're looking in a in a mirror, except it's on an iPad. They can move their head right and left, and they're seeing everything in real time and they're able to actually see the proposed design of that smile. Now, why is that a game changer in the digital denture world? Because it's IvoSmile, which is by IvoClor, and the digital denture system is also by IvoClor, they've implemented things like shade and molds. So as the patient's looking, we're able to go through different molds, we're able to change the proportions of the teeth, we're able to change the color and get instant feedback. So it's a virtual try-in before we've really done anything else. And that's just an amazing communication tool. It's an amazing motivational tool for patients too. So that's number one. Number two, what I'm most excited about are the advancements that are being made in the materials that we use. So like I said, it's been a game changer to be able to mill acrylic. But traditionally, the way we've been doing it in digital dentures is we mill the white aspect, which are the teeth. We mill the pink aspect, which is the base of the denture. And then we bond those two parts together and put them back in the milling machine for a final finish. Very recently, we're starting to see some amazing innovations like monolithic pucks. So Ivoclar released an Ivotion monolithic puck, which means that it's one piece of acrylic that's both pink and white. And once you design your denture, it goes through one milling protocol. And the technology that goes into that is just mind-blowing. The fact that you're able to mill the white and the pink out of one monolithic puck, that just takes it to another level in terms of the strength of that restoration. Because it truly is one monolithic denture. And and that, to me, is exciting um, in addition to more advancements that I'm sure we'll see down the line when it comes to the materials that we're using. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. I mean, if I told you, Dr. Edher, that uh, this type of puck that you're talking about, this monolithic puck from Ivoclar Vivident, would be available to mill in this fashion 10 years ago, you'd think I was out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Absolutely. I, it's just, it, it would be mind-blowing to think of the fact that they're able to account for all the different variables and allow us to be mm-hmm. able to do something like that in one in with, with one monolithic uh, material. This is fascinating stuff. So, there's no question that it, it's just a matter of time before there's a complete switch over to digital dentures and we're leaving the traditional ways of the past back in the dental school era 
I don't know if you know Dr. Goyal from University of Pennsylvania. That's who taught me how to make dentures. Yeah, yeah. I recently visited University of Pennsylvania and I saw his portrait on the wall there. Like he's some sort of, you know, super famous guy. And he was, he was this guy that was telling me, Hey, you need to work on your placement of your anteriors. And, and uh, anyway, it's been fascinating to speak with you, Dr. Edher. You sound like a leader in the dental community without a doubt is in digital dentures. Very happy to have you on the show. And hopefully we can have you on future podcasts and webinars. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Phil.